Hello, welcome to Josh Pugh's Court Heroes. This week's episode, as ever, I'm joined by my friend, colleague, co-host, Connor Kent. Hello, Connor. Hello, Josh. Lovely to see you, mate. And you. So this is a podcast where me and you chat to people from all different industries, backgrounds, people we respect and like and admire and bombard them with questions and they tell us about their life. It's been fun so far. I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm loving it, mate. That's good, mate. Anything, what are you enjoying about it mostly? Uh, it's getting to see you. Yeah. And then hearing about li- different life experiences. Yeah, totally. Just a good guest today, isn't it? It is a good one. We've got Hugo Chegwin coming in. Yeah. And I've, I've revealed that early. You have early, early doors. You, yeah, that's okay, mate. That's all right. I think people... Also, it's in the, the title of the episode. Yeah. He's done loads, Hugo Chegwin. He has indeed. He's a DJ. Would you consider yourself a DJ if you ever DJed? Have I ever DJed? Yeah. I haven't, but I have recently bought a turntable. Okay. Yeah. It came in a really bad state, actually. Uh, so I've had to send it back and wait for a replacement. But... <laughs> yeah. It was it had like yeah. damage and yeah. stuff, and I was like, "I'm not." Having you that. ready to drop? You ready for this beat to drop? Okay, yeah. well, it's going to be four to six working days before I get that back. Um, yeah, it's one of those. Classic. And what, what did, you, did you buy it with a view to to doing a bit? No, just um, my my mum a couple of years ago for a Christmas present bought me a, a vinyl of an album mm. that I like, and I was like, "Mum, I don't, I don't have a, the capacity to play this." Yeah. And then I, I think that I sounds think, like you just chuck a block work yeah. wise. <laughs> <laughs> I am just chocker, man. I'm not gonna have time man. to. Yeah. Merry Christmas, but I'm chocker. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I just think a couple of years of just saving, putting money aside because it's not one of those essential things you need. But I just thought now's the time. And uh, I, I, years of saving. Yeah. It's How good is Is it the expensive? Is it it's different? not like mad expensive, but yeah. it's like what we're talking if, a couple of hundred quid pennies. Yeah, pennies, mate. Yeah. We, well, we've got advertising on here now, haven't we? We have. You might, you might notice. So we also have a Patreon that we need. We, you know, we yeah. don't want to push too hard. But <laughs> we appreciate anyone listening. Yeah, totally, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, should we bring? Um, should we bring him in? Who? Sorry, Hugo Chegwin, the oh, guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. Spin that shit. Do you watch yourself on stuff when it goes out? Do you? I love to. No, I I like watch the edit, send notes. Then once it's out, then it's, I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm you done know, with her. You know, because do you reckon some people? Do you reckon people proper sit down like premiere at home, family? Surely not. Surely yeah, no one's doing that. I'll home. sort of like with my partner watch it when it's on TV. My dad will call me afterwards. Yeah, like and and then but that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's built from. You watch the edit, then you're done. And then you watch it with yeah. your partner. Okay. Well, we'll start again. Yeah. I'll watch the edits. <laughs> yeah. And then when it, I'm the final one on my own in my like studio. Right. Wank den. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll watch it with my partner and my dad will call afterwards and give me a summary. And hey, that's it. And is he, is he, is your dad like, is he into it? Does he know what he's looking for? Is it just. Yeah, he's got a good taste actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I, if I do anything like stand up wise, I could, like, People never say what you want them to say, do they, like family? My mum always says, uh, I don't know how you remembered all that. <laughs> That's what she's not. It was funny or it's really maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but I watched your um, your builder and I was thinking, like, how's he remembering all this? <laughs> I, mean, I think it's like 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 60 no, but for me, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Are you in, would you say you're a natural actor, Hugo? Is it something that you took too easily or is it a. Because some people, you know, you meet proper actors. You ever work with a proper actor? Yeah. They're unbelievable, aren't they? They're fucking insane. I I actually think I might be dyslexic because I can't remember lines. 
which is a problem. So I, I don't know <laughs> if I am a natural actor. <laughs> I remember I did a thing this guy, um, Conleth Hill, his name was. He's, um, he's in Game of Thrones, actually. Yeah. Ah. And I was chatting to him. And then he started acting, and half, it half pissed me off. I was like, "Why?" Bit, because he went into character. He went into character. I'm like, "Well, which? Who are you? Who is this? Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I know yeah. that's what acting is, but I'm, I don't trust this guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. you should always act yourself. Yeah, be just. Why can't he just be himself? Yeah, just be you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Conliffe? Yeah, forget all these. Yeah, I uh, I met Michael Sheen once. Wow. And uh, he, he shook my hand. He said, "It's really nice to meet you." And I just thought to myself, like, I don't know if I believe him because <laughs> I'm mm. just a runner. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he just said, "It's so nice to meet you." He really said it with like so much, like compassion as well. Sort of Tom Cruisey, sort of. Like, yeah, yeah. NLP, yeah, yeah, probably. Some people are proper. Do you live and breathe it, Hugo? Like, do you get into character and that, or do you just turn up and just say it? Because it's more, t- it's um, hard, isn't it? I'll go on YouTube and watch like lots of factual documentaries and try to find or take little bits from like little phrases or words or pronunciations from different people and then chuck it all together or base it on someone that I grew up with. That's it though, isn't it? That's doing it, I suppose. I suppose that's just a... I guess, but I'm not going to be like on set talking in a stupid voice all (laughs) day and like taking it super seriously. I don't take anything (laughs) seriously. Because I suppose you're from music, isn't it? Was music your first thing you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose how you learn lyrics. I remember because when... I met you actually, Big Zoo. Yeah. He was, so he's, um, I remember the production company saying they were worried when they first started working with him if he could learn the lines. And he was like, I'm a rapper. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like, it's all, I can obviously read, learn it's lines. Bars, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was really good. Like, I was so bad. <laughs> but also sometimes, I mean, I guess I'm excusing myself a little bit, but to give it that naturalistic, I try my best to really learn the lines, but then also give it that naturalistic sort of vibe. But I, I um, did theatre, which is wow. fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a massive lesson for me about learning lines. Like, for example, the, the depth they go into, for two days we sat around a table and spoke about my character, who's, wow. a, who's a builder. <laughs> two days. I was like, this is fucking like, nuts. Like, I've never done that yeah. before. Before you do anything. What sort of depths do you go into in that in that chat? Like, how do you spend two days talking about oh, the character? Man, it's like, like for example, he'd be like, oh, it's a lovely bathroom. And and then someone would go, why does he think that? What, <laughs> what are his reasons behind saying that to this person? I, some of it's sick, actually. You kind of like, now when I get something, I'm like, l- try to get into it a bit more deeper but what's that but is it an actor prepares it's like yeah, getting yeah. To, if you know uh, yeah. how your character would feel it makes it easier to deliver the yeah theater dons are it's a whole different type of yeah. performing but they are sick like they'll the thing i struggled with and, and really stru- really fucking struggled with was like it's a the script is like massive yeah and they'll know it all by like a month like i'm still like yeah panicking still searching for the the address of the theatre. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Where is this at again? Just so I know where I'm... Co- the, uh, <laughs> so obviously people, Hugo, will know you probably from people just doing nothing. Is that fair to say? Most people, Definitely, if you yeah. get stopped and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how involved were you in that in creating the show? Were you kind of part of the writing? and? Yeah, yeah, I was. It sort of changed series to series, really. Um, like, I was part of the original creation of it. 
Um, yeah. yeah, like had lots of input on stuff. Uh, Were you kind of sat writing script? Because, no. Because that is so boring, man. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I can't but do that. It looks like um, when you watch that show, it just looks fun. It looks just like a group of mates having a laugh and have created yeah. something just by... Just kind of fluked it, do yeah, you know what I mean? hundred percent. I I would say a hundred percent. But sitting down and writing script is it's not what you th- it's not fun. No. But some people love it. Like Steve is a, who predominantly writes the majority of it is amazing. Like he's a great great at filtering out ideas, uh like works the puzzle out. Um Seeper, who plays Grinder, is like one of the best script editors wow. like, pokes holes in everything. Yeah. Not afraid to say that's not funny. Why is that? Like argue his point. Um, Asim is, is super funny. He's like culturally uh, ahead of the curve. Is it curve or curb? I never know. That's a great. Curve. I, think I think it's curve. curve. He's ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah. Like amazing with social media networking. Like he's great. Like help push, elevate the show. Um, I was just, I was just there, man. Yeah, you'd not really say what you're bringing there. You're just kind of, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's hard to to see what you like. If yeah, you I were think to so. say, like, you know, have what can what makes you different from another stand up? Yeah, comedian? or in this, I'm kind of, well, I'm kind of driving this. I'd say, would you? Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah I'm driver. I'm not even the passenger. I don't think. No, you're like trying to get in. Yeah, I'm like get off the car. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, you're both two Uber drivers. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, for, I forget that in the Ubers. They're marking you at five, and sometimes I don't speak, mm. so I just go. And then at the end, I forget, and then I just go really big on the goodbye. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, you I try and that. save it. Like you've been amazing. I come like I'm coming off stage at Live Aid. Yeah. You've been amazing. <laughs> Thanks for everything. <laughs> How did you feel, Hugo, when all that was taken off with people just doing nothing? Did you feel was it a hit straight away, or did no, it? No, 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 not at all. Really? No, it was small, man. It was like a cat shit in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was tiny, but we. Um, we like worked it, I guess. Like pushed it, pushed it, did live shows, went on one extra. We sort of didn't give up. And then after having four episodes for series one, <laughs> they were then like, okay, well, you know what? We'll do two, another one, and you have five. And then. So, so they'd been released? Yeah, so f- series one had been released. Because you'd think you've done it then, wouldn't you? Once it's gone out, yeah. but you'd think, oh, that's that done. But mm-hmm. even at that point, you had to go and. Yeah, promote it yourself well, and social media and the channels don't, just don't seem to connect very well. And this is the birth of, I guess, Instagram and mm. Facebook and stuff. And it's about having things that you can share, clips, moments. And it was sort of discovering how that worked. Like the BBC, because it's BBC Three stuff. I think the first time I, yeah. I saw it was actually on Facebook, was a, a, a scene taken out of context, put on Facebook with the... You know, and you see the BBC Three logo in the corner, yeah. and then people were saying, "Oh, what's this from? What's this from?" And then from there, yeah. And I think by the time I found, it, I think there was two series on iPlayer already, and you just binged it. And I said, "Oh boy!" And it's just, it's it, people, things don't launch how they used to launch, do they? On TV, no, it's no. kind of you've got to keep. But even back then with BBC Three, I guess they could just put it on TV, and like if people are watching BBC Three, which younger generation at that time was and it was good, people would like it. Um, it was like early iPlayer. And I suppose you're crossing two genres as well, because you can do one extra and you can do the music stuff. Yeah. People yeah. can find it that way, it? which is quite... Yeah, I guess it's, it's weird. There's two worlds to people just do nothing. There's 
the way I think we see it is there's the TV show and then there's Corrupt FM. Yeah. And, and Corrupt FM can go to MTV Awards and do these things. Um, but in the TV show, they would never go to MTV. Like, they always have to fail. They should never win. Yeah. yeah. But it, Corrupt FM can win, but not really, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you kind of... And your gig is Corrupt FM, isn't it? You, yeah, you go yeah. and do... And have you done festivals and stuff? You've done kind of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we've done it for like about 10 years. Wow. Festivals. Yeah. She uh, must be clubs, like, raves. She must be like top end, like live performance. But after 10 years... I mean, you we must pretty be... much do the same set. Yeah. Like, we've we've got it down to, a, I think, an art. But like, you see the audience change with age. It's mad. Like, at first it was like young kids. And then now it's like a bit more mature and some younger generation. Yeah who, like, might watch it with their, like, parents or their uncle or something. And does that affect how you guys do anything? Yeah, I think it does, you know. It definitely, like, like this year we are doing a few festivals, but it's like we don't want to, you know, just be, I guess, like a novelty festival act. Like, well, hey, it's Corrupt FM, let's go and watch this for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we'll go and watch J. Cole or whatever. Do people ever just take it at face value, just think this is... Well, I think we always, like, put on, like, we give it everything. We, you know, like, we, we grew up and part of um, that culture, like, garage, grime, jungle, like, that is a part of who we are. Um, it's, it's, it's in all of us, like, from the show. Yeah. And, like, the joke isn't about the music, mm. it's about mm. us. Yeah, that's it. And I think... Like, you know, Sipa, who plays Grinder, is an amazing MC. Steve is an amazing DJ, and like, and Dan, who who's in the show as well. And I think like we show that we can do all of these things, but also like we will stand in front of a massive crowd, maybe with Craig David, and scream <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. <laughs> And there'll be a mosh pit and stuff. Do you feel like a musician up there? Do you feel like... Yeah, a, yeah. It, ta- it takes like it takes like musical knowledge and understanding and like a, a, a way of communicating with each other on stage without even saying things, like knowing that this is coming in now, that like, I guess it's quite cocky, but we, we can hold it up against all the garage... I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, not all the garage and grime crews but we can definitely hold it up we can hold our corner yeah. like we can we can shut a rave down 100% is that a good thing in rest? I don't know the yeah that's, that good, that's yeah. fucking great yeah. that's what you want <laughs> how, how was the film Hugo doing people just did nothing film uh, in Japan in Japan yeah, oh, was, yeah yeah was it something you'd been pushing for and pitching the film and stuff or did it just kind of happen naturally because um, that's as, that's as big remember. as a sitcom can go, isn't it? A film, yeah, yeah. The big man Ashitala, he's like runs Rough Cut, like production company. Mm. He's the guy that him and um, John Petrie is a producer. These are all just names to people, aren't they? You know, and people like to say, "Of course, I worked with Bernard," and you're like, <laughs> "I don't fucking know that." Yeah. Um, <laughs> TV dons, yeah. Big. I boys. think it's nice to name check people that, that yeah. were there. Along, along the journey because I worry that they, they might, might be listen and then enough. be like yeah, yeah. why didn't he say me yeah, yeah or whatever yeah. TV Don spoke to film people yeah film people said good idea TV people pitch idea to us and then we came out with a load of ideas and 
one of the TV people, John Petrie, said, what about Japan? And then that stuck. And I, I wasn't there for any of this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you just brought it in. Yeah, uh, pretty when, much. When yeah. You, yeah. Tell me when to be on set. Yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> tell me, yeah. yeah. Well, send me the flights through. And yeah, what are we doing? Are we going to do a recce out in Japan? Because I'm definitely going to that. <laughs> and that's what we did. Was it hard to scale up to a film? Because, you know, writing a 30 minute thing is so much different to writing a. Yeah. I just send notes, man. Like, yeah. that's where Steve is a G. Like, he figures all that stuff out. Like, he, he'll do a beat sheet. We'll, we'll collect collaboratively. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. big time. We'll, yeah, we'll do that together. And then or all the suggestions. And then Stevie Baseline B will go off, mess with it, present that. We, we say yes or no or whatever. Maybe he'll listen, maybe he won't. And then, then he'll basically just turn it into a... We'll sit in a room and then go over it, like loads and ideas and then Steve will go and smash it. And, then... and that bit's fun, isn't it? That initial, everyone in a room. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything's on the table I don't like there, the writing. I'd rather talk yeah. and then, get, then let so- someone who likes writing do yeah. the writing bits. And th- but that is writing, I think. Yeah. That is, what you're doing there is writing. Yeah, you're still, you're still informing of. the thing. I mean, there's nothing to show for it. Is that no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've sent Steve like voice notes going, what about he does it and then do the voice and then, yeah. I mean, let's say nine times out of ten, he'll always listen to it and he'll go, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have a look. But then if it's good, he'll it goes in. I was just wondering whether or not that for you registers as, as a level of like imposter syndrome or is it just like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. have that. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you look at someone like yourself and you think, oh, you must be like sweet. Like you go into the room, you, you know, you're writing like new episodes and you're writing the film. And like, yeah. you, I don't think people sometimes register in their head that like someone like yourself would, would maybe struggle to. Oh, I do all the time, yeah. man. Like I, I definitely, I, I definitely don't think I fit in. Like I'm not meant to, sometimes I think I'm not meant to be here. Mm. Like, especially when you're at like, I don't know. Uh, like an example is the Baftas. I'm like, oh man, I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> like these, these are real, these are real adults. Yeah. Like peep show vibe. Yeah. I'm with real adults <laughs> who know what they're yeah. doing. But that's like the um, back to the acting thing. If you do a bit of yeah. acting, you're like actual actors. You're like they've got doing exercises, mm. and you're thinking, oh, this is so far from. Yeah, but not. then I think like, come on, man. Like, yeah. You're not Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, no. Like I agree. you're in a BBC comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're not Daniel. You're not Leo. Yeah. I did a thing. There's a, an actor had like a small part, same kind of part as me, but he'd kind of been to like drama school and stuff, and he just massively overacted. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, like just don't do a vo- just just do your voice. That's theater. Yeah. That's theater acting. Yeah. Well. I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I th- I I know what you mean. That's what my problem was with doing theatre stuff, is that, yeah. like, I don't shout. Like, yeah. yeah. The director would stand at the back and go, I need to hear you here. Well, because like, they're not micing you up? or they, 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 I had a fucking BBC sports mic on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Grandstand. With them, with the le- yeah, yeah, it hurt fucking my thing. fucking ear. <laughs> I was, I'm there adjusting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's saying, like, um, you've done voiceover. You do, yeah, vo- yeah. So, like, sometimes, like, I get voiceover stuff, and it's because I just, I don't know anything about voiceover. It actually helps. Yeah. You know, if you're, like, some people go in, they're just way too polished. Yeah. And, like, you're selling, like, some fridge raiders. We don't need, you don't need this rider. I feel before. like, yeah, when there's, like, they have, like, rules or whatever, and then you'll just get some kid who's, it's, you know, it's, I guess, it's the evolution, though, isn't it? Like, because, mm. like, now, 
maybe like kids like they're not even kids they're adults like people like, on youtube like chunks mm. who like my mm. little nephews watch and sidemen and stuff they have so many views mm. they don't need a channel yeah like the channels would give I, again i don't know this for a fact <laughs> but i'm guessing that yeah. like netflix or bb they would give them a show whenever they want but they don't need it and it's the same with i guess the new <laughs> acting generation maybe they like you know what? We can just do stuff ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. Like, we can just wing it and learn on the go or do our own thing, do TikToks or, you know, mm. and slowly learn it. And what what's your social media like, Hugo? Shit, you I don't, hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you kind of just use it for like, like family stuff? Do you know what I mean? Just your life stuff. If you weren't known and had a public profile you, oh yeah yeah you use it differently too? Yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah i i'm not like super private or like don't want people to see my life but at the same time i just i don't know man i just see people like see the world through maybe an, an uh, instagrammable lens mm-hmm. and it's like oh hold on let me yeah let's get that that's good do that again yeah. oh, i just can't be bothered with it <laughs> i don't know that's surely a good thing but maybe no yeah. but it's not <clears throat> I I feel you miss opportunities and stuff. Maybe not you know, being active, not being responsive. Like my shop, if my Instagram is a shop, it's always closed. <laughs> yeah. It's never open, yeah. and it only opens when I got like one thing to sell <laughs> once a year. <laughs> How did you get into stand up? Just uh, just always wanted to do it, and then I just did a I did what's called a gong show. Okay, what's that? Which is like. Uh, so you go, you do five minutes, and after three minutes, the audience can vote you off. Okay. Um, and if you get to the end of the five minutes, then there's like a clap off. And okay. That. So it's a mad way to start. It's actually not a good way to start. I didn't realise. Did you like sort of research it before you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. Let me like go and watch some stuff. Or... I'd not seen anything live. I'd watched, um, obviously watched stuff on the telly as a kid. Yeah. And I had my five minutes. I, I used to make notes all the time, even at school. I made notes and that. That's good. And then... Uh, you know what I'm saying? That you're practicing without knowing you're practicing. Yeah. Like I'd always make notes and stuff. And then uh, I signed up for like an open mic like a year before and bottled it. Couldn't go. Yeah. Just turn my phone off and see yeah, what yeah. the guys call. I'd do that. <laughs> and then uh, like a year after, I was like, oh, I've got to, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And I just absolutely just Did you go it. on your own? Went on my own, didn't tell anyone. Nice, yeah. That's how I'd do it. Um, but straight, literally, as soon as I got in there, this guy came up to me, he was also on, he'd done one gig, I'd done none, his name was Joe Tomlinson, great guy, and he just come and introduced himself, he said, oh, it's my second one, and that was straight away, I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah. Because Connor, you've done a bit of stand-up, haven't you? You're going to do... Yeah, yeah, I, um, I did my first stand-up gig when I was 18, so that's almost 10 years ago now. Okay. And I, I wanted to do it when I was 17, but for some reason in my head, I just thought you had to be 18 to do stand-up. <laughs> you need to be road legal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I just did the local... Uh, Stepping Stones Comedy Club in, in Maidstone Ken, Ken. yeah yeah nice and um, Builders and then I, I, what I was doing I was doing like a bunch of acting as well and I knew I wanted to work in comedy I was always like doing auditions and stuff like working in McDonald's and like using the money from McDonald's to go up to London to for the train fare and yeah like, I went up to Edinburgh Fringe Festival off the recommendation of a friend and he was like you should go up here it's gonna like yeah, yeah. I hadn't basically done any comedy for like t- a couple of years and he, he, it just like re-inspired me and I was just like I, I need to work in, in comedy again and um, I, I actually bumped into like a, a guy that I was on my first gig with and he just happens to be like a producer of um, a guy called Mark Wooten who does like the Shirley Ghostman characters I fucking love Mark Wooten yeah he's great 
Yeah, he's it's doing this. He's going to do this. He's going to do this soon. Is yeah. it? I met him once. Yeah, had yeah. an idea. I fucking love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great. He's um, so so this guy Liam Woodman, who's his producer and like co-writer, uh, and they did a really amazing uh, comedy back in like 2003 called Psychedelic. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's um, it's like their first thing they did at Edinburgh, yeah. and so this guy Liam was like, okay, great. Um, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'll just be like a runner or like grab teas and stuff. I love that's what you what you pitched. They said, what do you want to do? I was just Get like, teasing but I literally the was teas like, and whatever. yeah, I was just like, I'd do anything. Like, I was, I was literally be around pot, it. Pot, pot washing. Yeah. Like, I will drop this tomorrow and just get that experience. Yeah. And Mark rang me the later that day and he said, like, I had like, I'd done like some stupid videos with my mates, like me playing a character called mm. Colin on, and Mark rang me, was like, I've just seen your Colin character on YouTube. Like, do, you wanna, do you want to come on tour? And wow. I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I ended up being on stage with him playing a stupid character like a week later. We did like five nights sold out at Shepherd's Bush Theatre. Like it was, it was absolutely mental. Oh, you flipped it. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, you need to work in, like, you just need to work in comedy full time, like work it out. And I spent about a year just emailing like my runner CV off to people. And one day I, my brother introduced me to Taskmaster, like the first series of Taskmaster. Yeah. And I was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to tweet Alex Horn and just say, these are all the things I've done. I want to work in comedy. And a week later, I had an interview. Like, I just got, for some reason, Alex saw my DM. A week later, I had an, an interview with Andy Cartwright, the producer. And I, I turned up in a suit and, like, later realized that no one in TV <laughs> turns up in suits. Yeah, it's uh, nice of Kent, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> returned, returned the suit the next day because I couldn't afford to, yeah. to buy a suit. And uh, I basically just walked away from it. I remember ringing my mum and just saying, like, if I don't get that job, I'm. There's no way I'm ever going to work in like, oh, comedy it, because proper. I was like I've just put like my whole heart out. Yeah, and yeah. then he rang me like a couple of days later and was like, "Yeah, you have got a six week contract." Like, good luck. and Sick. then worked on the show for two years and and now I'm a yeah, yeah producing ITN. this and ITN yeah. doing this. Yeah, nice, mad. That's fucking. But you can't bit, yeah, bit of a life story there. Sorry, yeah, you just asked how, if I've ever done stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you went with what you believed in. Yeah, what yeah. Felt right. Yeah, and Mark Wooden's a G- yeah. I, I met him. Like maybe I don't know, like maybe nine years ago, uh, Asim hooked it up. Just had a loose idea, but he schooled me on something because I just had an idea and it it wasn't thought out. And he was like, "Look, I like the premise of this, but there's no story, there's no character journey. You need to figure out what that journey is, and then once you have that, then we can talk about the other bits." I never met him again. But from that, I was like, I'm never going to something like that again without all of that shit. Because yeah. he, he's a hero and I fucked it. <laughs> he's the loveliest man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's But that's, man, you just ask, you can just ask. Yeah. You can just ask, innit? Yeah, you, you, I know. You, you I can know just ask. Like, and if you, you know, because that's all it is in the early days. Comedy, just asking people, oh, can I do this gig? Can I do yeah, that? Yeah. And sometimes I say no. And as soon as that email's sent, it doesn't matter, innit? Just forget it. If you yeah, don't get anything yeah. back, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. And it's like auditions. You know, like when you do an audition and you don't get it, it's not personal. It's just like they don't like your version of it, but you've got to yeah. keep going. And it might be personal sometimes. Maybe. But not necessarily, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should I take it personally? <laughs> <laughs> All of the comedians or like comedy actors or actors in that have like done comedy stuff always seem to have like a more like humble sort of like thing about them 
I feel mean? like maybe because they've, they've achieved been, less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also <laughs> been on the stage where it's been like, for fuck's sake, I'm nothing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's humbling. Lips. Yeah. Stand up seems humbling. And it isn't, it isn't, it's hard, but it's not, it's not proper. Do you know what I mean? It's not like if, if I could sing and play it's not guitar. Like your dad on a building set. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not proper. Do you know I mean you shouldn't have any? I'm obsessed with stand ups. Yeah, really. Yeah. Would you do that here? That would be something. I wouldn't know where to start. I would like to if yeah. I'm if you know if I drop my uh, I, you know I'm too cool like and uh, I don't want to be scared mentality. Yeah, I would like to try it, but I just I don't know. It's man. harder for you to try it now. But I I find it more inspiring. I find the American guys more. Maybe because there's more of it on Netflix. They're um, they are ahead of us. The American yeah. stand-ups are, are ahead of British stand-ups. I think. Do you reckon? I think so. Just in terms of we're kind of bound by this Edinburgh thing. Yeah, that's which is not. I'm really... not throwing shade. I don't know about this stuff, but I always think yeah. like someone's got to come in and be like, you know what? Fuck the old guard. Yeah. Like this is the new wave. Yeah. I'm doing reels and I'm going to sell out arenas. Yeah. And I don't need to go there and impress these old rich white guys. Yeah, that's it, and that's that is starting to happen. I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm so pumped after that. I don't yeah. know. Just based in no... F- but like, yeah, that, that is... That, but, but what what we haven't had is like um, a stand-up doing it. Do you know what I mean? Right. We had like... So like Munya, for as an example, he's kind of... He's done that, but he kind of... Cha- he, well, he bypasses that shit. Maybe so he, Mo as well. Yeah, but... So Mo, yeah, Mo did stand-up before and he, yeah. was, a, he was kind of ready to... But did he to, go to Edinburgh? Did he go... He was going to... In my understanding, he was going to do Edinburgh and he thought it's too expensive so I'm just going to... Fuck that. Carry on working in the shoe shop and do some videos. Yeah. And then it just went massive and he's yeah, you don't, on I, a world tour. I'm not saying it's not important but... I, because I really don't know but I also think like... <laughs> fuck all that shit, man. No one knows how to change the game, do they? Until someone does it. Like, until, yeah. until someone else breaks that mould. And then what happens if everybody tries to replicate that then but it'd be something else. I feel it's got to be like real. It's got to come from you. Like it can't be like, oh, this might, yeah. You know, this I can put a spin on this. Like, yeah, totally. it's got to be like, you know, what? do it. I right, feel so. like um, Joe Rogan. Let's, yeah, let's say his name. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. But he's he's like that with his comedy club, right? Because I I listen to his not all his episodes because that's insane. They're so long. They're fucking long. But I listen to the weird ones. Like a, with UFO people on. Yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. Same. I love UFOs. I'm I, I'm, yeah. I get taken in by it every time. Mate, yeah. I, I genuinely think I've been done in by an alien. What? Like one. Like done one, in? Yeah, like, in like <laughs> so I went on a camping, like caravan holiday with my family <laughs> yeah. when I was like 10. And like at, at the end of every, we stayed for like four nights and at the end of every night, my mum and dad would like lock the, the door. And then, so they swear that one night they locked the door and then the next morning, um, they checked the beds to see if like me and my brothers were in the beds like as they would normally. And and I wasn't in the bed and they were like, what the fuck? The the door was still locked. So they unlocked the door and there was like a tree by the caravan and I was uh, sat like sat like upright <laughs> sat upright by the tree. Do you remember anything? No, no, nothing at all. And then I've got I did this is <laughs> ge- genuinely, genuinely. Yeah. I I, I, be- like, yeah, I believe yeah. it. I can't believe it. I didn't have these free freckles no, before, and then I did after this day, and it was my parents were like properly freaked out. I've tried to that speak to my mother about it since. She's, she's yeah. They've done the men yeah. in black shit on her. Yeah, they've got the wow. the white. Where were her. you? I don't know. 
It's a, a, it was like one of those caravan holidays. Every 52. So somewhere like Bog- <laughs> that, that, that was a giveaway, actually. Yeah. Now, 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 now I'm How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You've seen the, um, you watched the Lewis Capaldi documentary? Yeah, the I'm, first half hour I fell asleep. And I yeah, back I, to it. it's quite a difficult watch. I mean, not for you. You, know, you find it quite soothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's quite a difficult watch. He's kind of right, trying to write his second album, isn't he? Yeah, and he's kind of yeah. his first album. He's just kind of done it organically over his whole life. Really, he's got like three months. Yeah, and he's got six like, months. Whatever. Yeah, he's got like um, a short time to do it, and his life's changed completely. Yeah, and he's like in his childhood bedroom trying to, but his life's changed. It's yeah. quite quite painful. Mm. So yeah, I, mean, he's he's dri- just... I mean, he's driving a G wagon. Yeah. yeah, like immediately when I saw that, I was like, okay. Yeah, he's he's but he's kind of um, he's so young as well. He's like twenty six in it. Yeah. What? Because what were you like early twenties? Were you kind of just doing music and stuff then? Yeah, I yeah, sort of early twenties was music time. I guess just starting out as a producer, hadn't had a hit, hadn't mm. earned any. It was just weed and music. And what? So like music, produ- so just like proper like lame and stupid question. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think everybody knows what a music producer does. The f- so there's like uh, yeah, I just made beats, you know, like just the yeah. backing tracks. Yeah, that's really what I like. And where would they go? Just for other artists or for like TV initially they just for rappers around where I grew up. Yeah, and then I gave a CD to my friend who like whose friend worked for Virgin Records, and then got a remix opportunity and from there started doing little bits and bobs and then somehow Emily Sandy got Sandy Sandy got <laughs> yeah. a beat CD and then she sung over Heaven uh, yeah, song, a song of yeah. her called Heaven yeah, that was yeah. like a rap beat for my mate Roly that lived down the road and then she came to um, my bedroom <laughs> which was a studio <laughs> yeah. and me and my mate Harry made uh, next to me that's how it started that's, yeah. that's crazy and that was a huge hit when it big, yeah. so after that people wanted to work with you like this guy you got to get in his room yeah well me and my friend Harry yeah they were no, they got us a studio yeah like but but they're putting us in with people like that don't really interest us mm. like and then you're getting in there and do you know what it does it is a desk you've worked on a desk like that before you know if you've gone from your bedroom to a studio I'm strictly 90s crime rap drum machines <laughs> and yeah. synthesizers but my friend Harry is a wizard he understands all that shit so uh, he's the real talent. Like I was his mate, yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's how. Yeah, all credit to him. If I'm being a hundred percent honest. <laughs> and then, did, but did you nail it? Did you kind of, even though you're a bit out of your comfort zone or whatever, were you producing 
good st- well stuff that people wanted maybe not what you love doing yeah but. I think so I think some of it yeah some of it's cra- it's like auditions you know mm. like you'll do like um, or like starting up stand up sometimes you'll just hit like one night it'll be like wow that was good I, this is all a guess as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe one night in Shepton Mallet you smash it and you're like wow I got this and then the next one's shit that's exactly it that's yeah, exactly it's like that yeah, yeah. But and it's ne- it never actually it keeps happening like that, doesn't it? It keeps some yeah forever. I think whilst you're do you working with these people that you you're not inspired by, yeah, are you sat there thinking like I want to go and do this now? Like what what was going through your head no, at, that at time? first? I I was like, you know what? Like we did like a fucking I mean again Leona Lewis. Like, yeah. I don't listen to her, but we did a beat for her, and I was like, let's give her some like. I, I want to hear what she sound like on like a Kanye beat yeah. and let's just try and make like a mm. cheap, like what we can do, our version of what that could be. Mm. Like that's how, at first that's, because like these are opportunities. I was like, yeah, I was broke before this, like literally nothing. Like I, I was the child that my parents were worried about. <laughs> so I was like, I've got to fucking smash yeah. this. Like I've really got to try. But the only way that we can keep it exciting is by doing stuff like that. It's money. You, you, you kind of like take, if you see where people are at now, then you go back. Like if you think of the hours you've done, just like messing about with like the beats and stuff. Yeah. And it all kind of comes to that point. And it's like, um, it's like a kid that gets really good at football just by fucking about in the garden. Yeah. I think it was like a sanctuary from like my, um, oh, I'm getting deep now. Like my home life, like, upstairs in my chamber with my keyboard and like my music stuff mm. was like that was my safe yeah i was always there that's where i was i feel like that's that's why i put the hours in and the time in and the research it's like you you're practicing without knowing you're practicing yeah you know, you're, you're training for something you don't even know what it is you just yeah i so just love pharrell it. and like um produce like jay diller like certain producers timberland i was obsessed with it just got obsessed with it just on that point of like finding like a sanctuary and something that you love yeah does it does it ever occur to you that like you've created something in people just do nothing and other like you know other things that you've done but i think people just do nothing for me as a as a cult hit yeah you you've created something there that people are finding sanctuary in. it does like when you get like dms from people that have been going through it or I'd never really gone through it, to be honest mm. with you. Like, I, I had as a, I guess, a younger, but I didn't really realise what it was um, until maybe lockdown and then you getting these messages and I started to feel mad down and I watched, I, I got my son Disney Plus and I was like, oh, go on, I'll check out, maybe I'll check these Marvel films out. I watched all of them and then I watched all of Star Wars and Mandalorian. I was like, that was my sanctuary. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, watched that. When that you find something like that, when you find something that it's untapped, but it, you can just, it's all ahead of you. Yeah. You'd give anything just a bit, I, I mean. So I, exciting. Yeah. yeah. I remember f- just like, like uh, Line of Duty just recently <laughs> or Happy Valley. I was like, I'm on episode, I love this. I'm on episode one. Series one, yeah, that's a great point. It's to a good feeling, like. yeah. It's a great. When you're feeling. like, this is fucking sick. It's so good, <laughs> yeah. I get it, yeah. I fucking love Mandalorian now. Your your uncle 
Hugo is a yeah had a showbiz career in it. Yeah, were you aware of that growing up? Was that a thing in the family? Or was it? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. He was like um, Keith Chegwin. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Kev. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was a G man. Yeah, he he was very showbiz to me. That's he's showbiz. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, that era that he was in. Yeah, like game shows, fucking Saturday night, Saturday night yeah. was like prime TV. You don't really have that anymore on TV. No, I think no. like that style of telly. Yeah, Ant and Deck, it's there for yeah. as long as they want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's coming for them. Yeah. No, because that was proper back then. Like, if you were on TV back then, oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't walk down the he street. He was famous. Yeah, 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 proper. Yeah, he was like you go out, people would shout, scream, cheggers at him and shit. Yeah, but yeah, he was really inspiring, man. Like, you know, seeing like my my dad and him and my um, aunt, they grew up in like a shithole in Liverpool called Bootle. Bootle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, like they got spotted at a young age by someone and went to like drama school and all this. Um, my dad wasn't really into it. My auntie became a um, like a sick, famous, I guess, like quite iconic radio DJ called Janice Long. She's yeah. She also yeah, yeah. isn't around anymore. But, um, but Keith was like, yeah, he's like a big kid. Like, I almost felt like he was like, like not a real adult, mm. and that—that's how it felt watching him. If like, as a, obviously would have been a, a kid watching him, it felt like um, almost like one of your granddad's mates. Just like you've you've, you've yeah, just been yeah. funny like down the yeah. pub, like make you laugh. Or he was a big big personality. Yeah. Um. But he was yeah. He he. I think subconsciously made me uh, think oh, I could maybe do what he does. Maybe maybe not as well or my own version of it. Yeah. Because. He likes fucking go-karts and quad bikes and, yeah. like, sick cars. That's what I like that, too. I want to do that. Yeah. I want a house with a fish tank as a window. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sort of like just getting into this world and stuff. Mm. You, I think you learn... What I like is learning how to do the life a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're out, you're out in London. Mm. Like, you've got your, your family and stuff. And you, you have a studio and stuff at home. Do you have all that? Yeah, I've got, like, a, it's like... It's called My Room. Is Let's that one of my room? And do you yeah, use it? Is that one of the things that you have? Yeah, yeah, so that's never, my yeah. base. Yeah, yeah. I, if I need to take a call or pretend to do something, just have five minutes off being a dad, that's yeah. where I go, yeah. That's I've, got my, I've got my Xbox in there. And stuff. Yeah, not nice. really, you know, not, nothing really gets done in there. Do you kind of get people stopping you in the street and stuff? Because I can't imagine you, because you're quite a quiet guy, is that fair to say? You're kind of quite... Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But it's weird because when you're... Um, like, for example, when the film's coming out, there's promo everywhere. Like, then it's intense. Mm. Then it's like people being staring or talking, stop it. And then when there's nothing out, it fully chills out. Because I feel we we live in a place where just things are quick. So quick, isn't it? Yeah, so there's a, there's a film out. I mean, for example, this, I mean, this is insane, but maybe not insane. We did the Mo Gilligan show and... So they have, like, guests on the sofa, you know, like, they all deserve to be there. But it's just weird to see um, we're on a balcony at the top. Like, we've made a film, okay, yeah. like a, a movie, put our heart and souls into it. <laughs> Munya, who's extremely talented, done a Love Island sketch. Munya's on the sofa. Yeah, 90 second. Yeah, yeah. yeah a yeah. 90 second thing. Yeah. Like, but that had more cultural impact than a film and it's, it's like it's nuts isn't it yeah but it, that's the truth that's reality 
like a Love Island sketch is going to get way more numbers, yeah. probably generate more money yeah. than a film. Do you, do you feel like you'd have to you have to adapt to the way that you guys make things in order to like stay in that cultural reference point or I think you should I haven't, but I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I if I look at the, the you know like back to the Corrupt FM guys, if I look at them, the person who is the most successful and the most relevant and the, is Asim and he is really good at that stuff and observes it and does his take on it and it's really good like whereas I you know I, I don't do it yours is really yeah. good it's it, it, yeah it's, it's done well for me I think I'm not sure how well it lasts you know if you've got a film or if you've got like four series of a thing that you put yeah. so much work into I, th- I still think that's better. I, st- I still think that's. I guess the it's, way. it's different, but like with you, for you've got to maybe once a week mm. or like twice a week have a have something to land or like you know like I saw you were on holiday the other day. Yeah, when you're there, you like oh I can do this here or is it no, do you pre? I, I try and get one ahead. Okay, so you pre plan it. I always do it on a Monday, and I've had Sundays where I'm just it's ruining my day. Okay. And that ain't good, is it? That, that ain't healthy. No. Anyway, who gives a f- who actually cares? If I don't do it, like no one cares. It's only me. It's only this thing I put on myself. But yeah. it does, it does, it does get you. But that's like anything, you know. If you had like, um, going back to this Capaldi documentary, yeah, he releases an album in 2019. It's one of the biggest albums for decades. Mm. And then 2023, in his head, everyone's forgetting who Lewis Capaldi is. Yeah, but we we know. I mean, never forget. I was watching X Factor and Adele had been away for a bit mm. and watching all these people they're amazing and then in the break of X Factor she's releasing that um, you know hello yeah and it's just yeah. she just come in as a voice and we're like fuck it's Adele yeah and like, she's just different she's only different some league. people can do that though I, think. I did some I did some stuff with uh, Gervais with Ricky I do some he's, you know and he's like so you'll think it's like Joe, Joe Lice it's massive and, and incredible yeah. and he's got like 1.5 million followers and he's as big as you can be yeah and you go on Ricky's Twitter and it's like 16 million yeah. followers it's just like a different Ricky Gervais is fucking man it, even now I still listen to his podcast with Carl Pilkington <laughs> yeah like pretty much you know there's never a time when I don't listen to yeah. them I watch Idiot Abroad obviously The Office Extras I don't know he's quite comforting you know I've realised most people what most people want is to be like 18 again. Yeah. If everybody wants it you, to be like peaking. 2004. That's what, if, if everybody could <laughs> do anything, it'd be that. Yeah, I heard um, Jerry Seinfeld say that men remain in their peak. So when they peaked, he's like, I peaked yeah. when I was wearing suit jackets or sport, whatever they call them in America, yeah. sport jackets and sneakers. And that's what he's always worn yeah. since. My mate won't listen to anything other than like Arctic Monkeys or Kings of Lit. Just whatever he was listening to, seventeen, eighteen. That's it. He can't. He could send him the best thing ever. He's like, I can't get into it. But then I think that those people like it depends what their job is. But do yeah. they evolve? Like, because I was like that with Drill. I don't know if you guys are know, big but, yeah. drillers. But um, <laughs> when when Drill first came out, I was like, oh, I don't really get this. But then I remember Grime music, and I was like, Oh, this is like Grime. Yeah. And as soon as that happened. I am. I'm. I'm a driller now. I yeah, love. I love hard. it all. Yeah. K trap. Heady one. I'm there. Yeah, that's good. Nux. My dad's a builder. So, so there you go. There you go. Does that work? He's into drilling. <laughs> oh, he's from Kent. <laughs> he's from, yeah. Of course, he's a builder. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> fucking love Kent. Good vape shops in Kent. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think vape's everywhere, isn't it? It's the next yeah. big thing, yeah. yeah. I'd love vape to get beyond this podcast. <laughs> yeah, unless you're in like Knightsbridge, there's no vape shops nah. in Knightsbridge. Or good barbers, I reckon. I don't reckon you get a good haircut in Knightsbridge. Your barber's a big thing, isn't it? I didn't yeah. realise. If you, oh, your barber. Mine's just my cousin who does women's hair, but she comes Yeah, into, but you've got the long hair. It's that she like, it's my... Yeah, she's a hairdresser. Yeah, she. I've got a hairdresser. You've got a hairdresser. Yeah, got, yeah. There's all like, all women in there getting the colours put on and that. Yeah, yeah. And the, the nattering. But barbers yeah. don't get long hair. Do they not? I don't reckon. Oh, tr- it's a specific type. Man. I am um, just like a Turkish barber's near me, <laughs> and they just can't wait to just. They want to get you a like, nice fade. They get, oh, you want to get a fade. <laughs> Everyone looks like they're working recruitment when they come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little thing around here, little Beppe. Yeah. When you're a kid, you go in there say, um, "Do you want it?" Squared or tapered? And oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yes. I didn't know what anything meant. I just yeah. said whatever sounded <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm so suspicious. You never do anything, and like they give you, so they give you a bottle of beer. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, my whole thing is, am I being charged for this? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. go to a restaurant, there's bread on the table. I'm like, do yeah. I touch is that? that, that if, if I take that sheet off, have I paid? Yeah. yeah. And like when you I can't go to, walk out now. When, yeah. when I go to like <laughs> museums and that, or like art galleries, I want somebody just to tell me. This is free. Relax. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're walking like do yeah. I pay at the end if I've got to pay someone. Yeah, where's where's the paying bit? Yeah, happening? just t- I can't enjoy this. I until, feel like that yeah. on holiday constantly yeah. <laughs> with everyone. Yeah. I'm you can sell to me. If you get me, if I stop you're in. I'm 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 stopped. You're signed up. Yeah, I'm doing the amount of surveys I've done in town centres. <laughs> unbelievable. I must be the only person doing them. But sometimes it's quite fun. But, yeah. Oh fuck it, go on then. I had a guy once, I don't know what he was on about. He like had a survey and you just, you know, they just do it really quickly. Yeah. They'll get you, you're in it before you even realise what's going on. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally like being robbed. Like, you, you, it's happening before it's happening. This guy's telling me about, he's signed up to something where I get, I pay a subscription, but I get money off in certain shops. Oh, nice. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, finally someone that gets it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, how much is it? Yeah. Yeah. You check your pockets and you've lost your wallet and your phone. Yeah, it's, like, it's just... Have you, are you still... Like, no, no, no I, I kind you of... There's like a 30 day. I did it for 30 yeah. days and I was so scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes sign up to things and then just cancel the direct debit on my phone. Oh, rather yeah. than unsubscribing yeah. for the thing. I'm paying for... I've been to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu once. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't cancel it because I've got a Monzo. I was like, I'll do it on the Monzo because it doesn't really matter if it bounces on the Monzo. It's not going to affect anything. I'm paying £60 a month. I've been once. Wow. <laughs> but my son goes once a week and he actually goes. Yeah. So I, I can't take him because the over yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm paying two direct debits. That's the thing. That's one of the new things that everyone's into when it's like mm. martial arts and that. Yeah, BJJ, yeah. Yeah. BBJ, I don't know. BJ, BB. BB, one's a Brazilian bum lift. Yeah. yeah. BBL. No. BBL, that's... How much to get one of them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your cult hero? Oh... Do they have to be from a cult like Jim Jones, or something? <laughs> yeah, Steve Jobs? So, um, yeah, like who's your favourite Scientologist? Going up? Obviously, Tom. Yeah. Cruisy boys yeah. got to be the, the best one. Um, I'd say Pharrell. I mean, you know, he's not a comedian, but he's yeah. he's always been different, hasn't he? Like, but existed in like you know the most gangster rappers, like. You know, they trust in Pharrell. Pharrell's like a nerdy sort of 
odd, different beat maker. And I feel that I am a nerd deep down beneath my cool, yeah. hard. That's quite an interesting one. That's kind of yeah. quite like um, he was more mainstream than I thought you were going to go. You know, Hugo. But early Pharrell was yeah. was weird. Like he he changed the musical landscape. I think of mm. like that kind of pop stuff that's like interesting and weird. And I guess maybe like people just do nothing. For example, it's, it is actually a mainstream show sitcom with yeah. families in. But then there's the weird, I guess, cultural, like, garage grime music. It's not weird. But, like, yeah. throwing that in the mix yeah, yeah. with, you know, that fashion sense and those things that were important to us. But, like, other people were like, why do you, why do you care about yeah. TN trainers or, like, dry fit nightcaps? Like, yeah. But then it hits a hit. I'm, try- I'm trying to find the link. Yeah, I think yeah, if I yeah. talk more, it'll come. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Pharrell. <laughs> That's ace, mate. Thank you so much Thanks for having for doing me. It. Yeah, Appreciate it. Hell of a guest, Connor. He's brilliant, isn't he? Legend, mate. Really easy company. Yeah. Love all his stuff. Love Beat. Beat's one of my favourite characters in any oh, sitcom. He's great. He's like, um, he's not Del Boy, is he? He's, he's Rodney, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. You say is. that about sitcom. Everyone's Del Boy or Rodney. He's yeah. Rodney. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely Mate, love the guy. People just do nothing. So I still think it's underrated. And it's one Baftas. Yeah, people. If you've not found it now, and you find that you're gonna, it's one of them things. I wish mm. I hadn't seen it, so I could see it again yeah. for the first time. Um, is Hugo Bossman on Instagram? But the the o the O in Boss. Yeah, yeah. So it's but, gonna be. But we'll tag him. So then, if you're if you're listening, yeah. go on the bio. Click on that that link in. Because he's, he's on tour, isn't he, Hugo? He is indeed. He's DJing, I believe. DJing on tour, yeah, yeah. Um, check him out. Another good episode in the cam, mate. That is solid. That That's is solid, solid work, isn't it? Yeah. I, you know, if I, I was thinking now, if I was listening to this, I'd, I'd be thinking that I've really enjoyed that, but can I give something back yeah. financially? Yeah. And yeah, you, you can. can, can't you? Absolutely can if you want to on a Patreon. I'm reluctant to keep banging on about the, the Patreon because yeah. it's just a little bonus, isn't it? If people wanted to. Yeah, and it just helps us get guests and give them a bit of travel expenses, that kind of stuff, isn't it? We're a purely self-funded little project yeah. at the moment. Yeah, we're not for profit, but that makes it sound like a charity. But that's just we're not making profit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm running, I run, I've got two non-for-profit businesses at the minute. Are oh, you a good guy? Now I'm wanting wanting to be profitable. Uh, we'll be back next week with another cult hero. I've been Josh Pugh. This has been Connor Kent. Connor Kent, yeah. Uh, <laughs> correct. Uh, see you next week. Respect. <laughs> <laughs>